Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. All right, we started a teaching series for the past few months, um, two months now, and we stopped last week. Tuesday on the subject of um, eternal judgment, right? And we touched on the resurrection from the dead, and we've pretty much touched everything under the foundational Christian doctrines um, titled Rooted. So if you can go on YouTube, if you've not seen any of those series, I want to encourage you to go back on YouTube and go watch it on YouTube. Um, different, you know, we touched on all the foundational doctrines apart from one which is baptisms. And the reason why we've not touched on that yet is because uh, I wanted to lead into the series of the Holy Spirit that we're going to teach as a church, all right? And that's why I haven't touched that yet. Um, we're supposed to get into the baptism series today, uh, but I want to just say the few things before I, you know, get into that. Many of you know this by now that the new is a very apostolic church. And I've explained what it means for a church to be apostolic. And the new also is a very prophetic church. And what it means for a church to be prophetic is that from times and seasons, God gives the church an insight, a direction, but most importantly, is the rod or the scepter that the church holds for him in the body of Christ speaking to that generation. And so, by the message and the grace of God, we know the place God has put the new in this generation. Now, I said that with every sense of humility because like um, Elijah said, you know, I'm the only one left. But the Lord made him to realize that there are 7,000 other people who have not bowed to bow. So, uh, sometimes we approximate impact to social influence um, but there are many people in the backside of the desert who God is perpetuating and doing many mighty works with them, even in church ministry that many of us might not even know about yet. Glory to God. But I'm speaking from the standpoint of where we are um, as a church and as a people and even from my own place and the spiritual responsibility that the Lord has given to me to pastor thousands of people, young people in this generation. And if you look at the landscape of Nigeria right now, you see that it's very important that as a prophetic church and um, someone who sits in the office of a prophet to re receive the insights of God and speak to the times that we live in. And it's very important and it's very crucial. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why it's very important and crucial. is because everything that the devil does, he does it for the seed. And everything that God does, he does it for the seed. I hear what I'm saying. I'll give an example of that. Whenever you see music videos in the past, right? When you started to see, you know, dancers and all of those things and they started taking off their clothes gradually, you know, it didn't start to what we have today. It had started, you know, many years ago. But that was not where they were going to. Where they were going to is where we are now. And I hope we know that where we are now is not really where they are going to. Where they are going to is where we have not been to. Amen. And so the target is for the seed. Now, many of us were scared what's going to happen to our children. All these are beautiful children that are growing up now. Are we even going to be able to? Work? I mean, that's not a story anymore. We can't even go to cinemas with them anymore. But the devil is not after the present time alone, it's after the seed. And so, also, God speaking to Abraham said, This promise is to you and what? Thy seed. And so God is very transgenerational from one generation to another generation. The Bible says one generation would command thy works unto another generation. And so in the last couple of things with the prophetic eyes, you would realize and understand that everything God does, he doesn't only do it for the now, he does it for the future. Amen. Why did Abraham, why was Abraham blessed? Abraham was blessed, why? Because of the coming of Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. And you understand from that perspective that that is how the devil also operates. 
The devil doesn't do anything just for the now alone. The Bible says the devil, John 10, 10, comes but to what? See you, kill, and destroy. So in the mandate or the mission statement of the devil, it has progression there. It's steal, kill, destroy. So it starts out by stealing, next to destroying, up killing, then next to destroying. But Jesus has one. He says, I have come to give you life, and life what? Abundantly. Extension, continuity of life. Are you seeing that? And so, whenever the devil does something, he's not thinking about the it now. It's not just about it now. He's thinking about the future. He's thinking about next 10 years. He's thinking about 20 years. He's thinking about 50 years. He's thinking about 100 years. He's thinking about 1,000 years. If Jesus tarries. The same also whenever God is doing something. It's thinking about 1,000 years. It's thinking about 50 years. It's thinking about 500 years. The same way you are born on this earth and God placed an anointing upon you. I hope you know that whatever anointing God's placed upon you is not for you alone. Even though you would enjoy of it in these times. But it's for thy seeds as well. And so the Bible is very clear in the book of Genesis chapter uh, 12, uh, 3. When the Lord started to speak about serpent and said that it's going to bruise thy head. You're going to bruise his heel. He's going to bruise your head. He's going to crack thy head, break your skull. What was he trying to say there? He was trying to explain something deeper. And I don't want to go into that this, this evening. But he was trying to explain something. Let me just continue. I don't want to go into that deeper. But you see, the perspective there is to let you understand that whenever the devil comes up with an agenda, it is not an agenda of the now because it doesn't get silenced in the now. I'll explain what I mean to you there. You see, in the Bible, the Bible talks about the war that happened in heaven. We've read it before, Ezekiel chapter 27, 37, uh, Isaiah 14. The Bible says that Lucifer, which is the devil, and, uh, uh, okay, let me use when they were fighting for the body of Moses. When they were fighting for the body of Moses, what did the angel of the Lord say to the, to the devil? He says, the Lord rebuke you. Now, whenever we see that battle that happened in heaven, what many people think that happened there is that devil versus the angels, they brought out sword and they started fighting. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Then as in Jamaica, just kick on for yeah. God said, yeah, you punched me. So you punched me. That, that's what many people think. That they were fighting. But it's not a war. It's not fight. Bible is very clear. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So it was not a physical warfare. It was a warfare of words. The warfare in the spirit are words warfare. Are you hear what I'm talking about? So you must understand that when God wanted to bless Abraham, he did not slap his or God twice. He did not slap his face three times. He said, be blessed. Be fruitful. When you're going to be blessed is by words. In the Bible, when you're going to be cursed is by words. That's what the Bible says. The words, your, the words which I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. So words are spiritual weapon of warfare. Words. That's to give you an indication also that if the devil wants to do anything, he does it with words. If God wants to do anything also, he does it with words. And so words are not just things that are in the surface of the earth. Words are spiritual tools to carry out the agenda of God or to carry out the agenda of the devil. They're spiritual tools. Now if you look at our climate of the now, this evening I feel compelled to speak about this spiritual activity going on in Nigeria that many people might just think it's a Twitter band or it's what is going on now but in my office as a prophet and the prophetic anointing upon this church and the apostolic air that the Lord has given to us as a prototype church and a church who is supposed to speak about the things for a generation I want to speak to the generation that has been targeted for all that we are seeing right now, I want to speak to the heart of that church. And this evening, I'm speaking to my own family. So if there are anybody who joins online, cuts my videos and all of those things, and go and take anything out of context, I'm speaking to my family. And you see, this is very important, and I want you to listen very carefully. I want you to listen very deeply. 
There is nothing about the election I've not said by the Spirit of God in quoted words in the teaching I shared some months or weeks before the election. But I want to tell you this, guys. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritualities and against powers, rulers of darkness in very high places. Many years ago, we had things like slave trade. And then when we came to Nigeria, narrow it down a little bit, we had the tribal war. And who were the casualties of that war? This was our parents. What was the target of that war? To ensure that a nation would never live in peace. Number one. To ensure that there would never be divine collaborations by people who ought to partner to achieve a common goal for God on the surface of the earth. Why? Because of their ethnic groups, their tribe, their language, their belief, and who they are. The devil doesn't see things. Don't forget. It's also a spirit like us. So he sees things from the perspective of spiritual. And that's why this evening, there is a spirit upon the land that has one more time been released. Our parents fought it. They fought it with a little sense of belief, but unfortunately, they did not have knowledge and they didn't have teachers who would stand boldly and say, this thing is anti-scriptures. And that's why some people can never marry some kind of people, no matter if God has told you that's the person you should marry, your parents will never allow you to marry that person. Because of a spirit. Now, where did all of these things start from? I don't want to start another thing or say another thing, but I'm going to say some things coded because I know my people understand me when I'm saying something coded now. So I get it. Now, the, the honest truth is this everything that happens as at now in Africa happens from somewhere. The perpetuation of Africa and things we see going on in Africa happens from external influences. So when we talk about slavery, slavery did not start from Africa. Africa was the touch point upon which they are going to perpetuate what they want to do. And it was from that premise of slave trade and slavery, things like bigotry, things like uh, uh, ethnic f- challenges and fights started from. It's synonyms to that, very similar to it. And what is the whole agenda of that? It's the sense of superiority. The very thing that Lucifer wanted to achieve, he said, I'm going to ascend myself onto the mountains of the Lord. I'm just going to be like God. The sense of competition, the sense of superiority. Are you hear what I'm saying this morning, this evening? Just, I just want to be like God. And so that sense that I am more better than this color skin. That sense that I am more superior and this person is supposed to serve me. And so we know, history students, you know that in the case of Nigeria, we had people who came here, colonized us, went back, and we understood how power was distributed. The distribution of power was not something that happened by mistake. It was an understanding. It was an agenda. It was declared from time memorial. This is how this thing is going to operate. And we've gotten to where we are as a nation. If you look at the handwriting of the world, you would see that in the last five years, there's been a groaning, a deep-rooted agitation by a certain tribe in Nigeria. They've been the one who has been threatened the most to say, hey, we're going to cut ourselves off from this country. In some part of Nigeria today, you would realize that they sometimes even do stay at home because why have you marginalized us so much? And so on the side of people feel like 
we are the power and then some other people feel like we are the commerce and then some other people feel like we are the wisdom we are the strategy we are the strength remember what I started talking about earlier it's a battle of words so whenever the devil gets into a place he looks for the seeds don't forget that so from the beginning there was a plan a new generation can rise and begin to bring down that plan because of the new age medium called social media and their level of maturity experience and knowledge so they no longer carry it as a thing anymore because knowledge has made everything look normal now so i can be a black and marry a white now before you can't go and tell your father you want to marry a white but knowledge have closed up some gaps and whenever the devil wants to attack he attacks the moment that's what the bible says neither give place to the devil he looks for knowledge once there is no knowledge in the life of a believer is gotten you wow. once there's no knowledge so he can go before uh, uh eve and say to her was that tree did god really say you should not eat it and eve will start conversing the moment she started thinking about answering him he knew that i got her there she doesn't really know what god has said to her but when he came before jesus jesus was not thinking jesus was responding from what he already knew they're two different things now from that perspective you would understand that this thing is always a knowledge gap once the devil finds that the knowledge is no longer there then the agenda of god listen if you read from the bible you will understand that there is a time frame oh, my goodness should i enter into it all right you know the woman who was possessed with the demon jesus looked at her and said you know and she replied and said do you want to cast me out a man pardon me he says do you want have you come to cast us out before our time you remember that scripture time it means that no matter the problem in this life i tell you no matter the problem there would be a time that that problem will expire however the reason why we have the supernatural is that we can now expire the problem before it's set time now the time there might mean that you would eventually die so if that person die the problem has expired yes or no and so that expiry date is written with every problem natural it's the same way generational crosses are broken at a certain time go and check the bible sometimes people are caused for 120 years sometimes once the circle is over the thing breaks up now once that circle is over the plan of the devil is to monitor the pattern to see as the set time come as the set time come when he sees that oh it's about to expire i can now bring in a new fire to revalidate his expiring so that the thing can continue that's what has happened in nigeria now let me tell you something you see spiritual things are words Let me share a story with you. I've shared this here before. I think I shared it on Sunday. A man of God told me this. Or told us in a, in a message. He said, when the old Titan thing was going around Nigeria, right? It was a great spirit. I mean, talks about Titan and offering. He said, one day, I mean, if I mention the name of this person for you, you guys will be shocked. He said, one day, he, was, he sat down there watching the TV. Watching the TV. Then he turned the station. Then he saw BVOV, Copeland Ministry. And Ken Copeland started talking about Titan and offering. He said he stood up and walked away. Man of God. That, he said he stood up and walked away. He said it was many years later, after some time, he realized that even though he was staying to himself, this thing did not enter me. This thing did not enter me. This thing did not enter me. There is a power at work in the life of a person. The subconscious mind most times a lot of times for people that's why you must bring your thoughts the bible says to the obedience of christ it's like you are dragging the wig of your man being come back to the obedience of christ because your subconscious can take you to a place where you know no your subconscious and so what the devil wants you to do is to keep feeding your subconscious 
how does a five-year-old girl or daughter or son know how to use the F word? It was in the atmosphere of the subconscious. Have you ever thought about it? Who taught our kids how to talk? They were being fed in their subconscious. Are you getting what I'm talking about there? And so the subconscious is so powerful that until you bring it to the obedience of Christ, you might be saying something with your mouth, but your subconscious gets to a point where it's higher than what your mind is saying. It collapses your mind and takes over. So you are saying that, well, I'm not tribalistic. I'm not until you are faced to make that decision of who to employ in your office, then you know that the things your mother, your father has once said to you is in your subconscious and is operating now. That you know that it gets to a point where you think about it and say, wait, it's like the sect of these people, they are this kind of kind of people. They are very loyal. I've seen some people who we call very loyal, very disloyal. And I've seen some people who we say are very disloyal, are very loyal. Are they territorial spirits that determines and governs the actions and the attitudes of men? Yes. They're territorial spirits. But what the devil wants to do is to rechart a new course. <laughs> Let me get into the word so I can show you from the Bible. Let me tell you what I think, everybody. Spiritually, I want you to understand this, that whenever the devil is attacking something, the devil doesn't really care about the nations. He cares about the church. At the end of the day, it's coming to the church. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> so what we are going to see in the next 20 years, if we don't attack it with the sword of the spirit, is that we are going to have Igbo church, Yoruba church, Awusa church, and everybody will decide to follow their own churches, and we would have lost the oneness of the spirit. Some of the people bringing a dimension of God to the body of Christ right now are from the northern sounds. Some of the people who God have used to change the body of Christ in years past are from this side. And go and check it. There are people like Omar Opai, people in that side that we say they are nothing, who have brought in the capacity of the apostolic that we have never even seen in some dimensions before. The plan of the devil is to make every anointing go on its own. So that John, and listen to me, so that John and Jesus will part ways. And once John and Jesus pathways, there is no baptism and there is no Jesus entering. There is no Jesus going to the grave. There is no Jesus resurrected. And there is none of us who will then come back. If I believe that from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. This thing is spiritual than what we are talking about. Remember what I said to you again. Whenever the devil wants to do anything, it's in two folds. It starts from thoughts and words. You don't say what you have not thought. It starts from the subconscious. It turns into the word, it's gotten you bound. Once your thoughts can come into your words, it actions your life. So we are fighting something deeper than what we think is going on. And unfortunately, as a church, we've sometimes trivialized deep spiritual matters that have deep consequences. And we have to raise the banner of our Lord Jesus. That's why Apostle Paul said, there's neither Jew nor Gentiles. Same God over one is rich unto all. Jesus came to die for all. For all. And so if you realize that, he was trying to put a borderline into that so that there are no segregation. Thanks be unto God for someone like Apostle Paul. If it was only Peter, I hope you know it's only the Jews. The message of the glorious gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ would have been only to the Jews. What would have happened to the Gentiles? If you check the Bible, and I'm going to journey you through, this sense of superiority has started the moment man fell. Listen, when God said to Adam, he says, if you eat of this tree, you will surely die. It wasn't only even just the spiritual death alone. It means that things that will begin to happen to you. Let me ask you a question. Where did Cain learn how to murder? Who was his prototype? Where did he see it? Because we always teach that you only do what you have seen. Yes or no? So where did he see it? In death, 
That's why the Bible says, whenever there is strife, all manner of evil is found. So the moment God said, the moment you eat of these things, you will surely die. Death, superiority, pride, arrogance, all of those things was part of the package of death. So, Ken did not have to go to a university to get a degree on how to murder. It was already in the sin nature to have a sense of superiority. Two of us come to present gift to God. But because God said that I receive your own, I did not receive my own. And guess what? Every single day of our life, we are both all faced with the very same Cain and Abel situation. When you look at that person and you have a little sense of envy, there's a Cain and Abel situation going on there. The Bible, Jesus went further and explained it further. He said, when you murder, it's not when you kill somebody physically. Even in your heart. So how many people have you murdered this week? Genesis chapter 3 and verse 2. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden. Next verse. But the tree of the, the fruits of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it. It says, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Next verse, verse 4. It says, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Next verse, verse 5. For God knows that in the day you eat of its tree, eat your eyes will be opened and you would be like God knowing good and evil next verse verse 6 this is the anchor here verse 6 so when somebody say so when somebody say so when so when the woman saw hmm. you know if the tree didn't exist she wouldn't have anything to see if the tweets does not exist you will not have anything to see if the conversations don't exist you will not but when she saw that it was what good meaning that at some point of her thinking she rationalized and really got to terms with the thing that it's actually true we are the owners of this land now when he saw when the woman saw that it was good for food that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise she said the bible says she took of its fruit and ate when she saw she rationalized it in her mind the thing checked the boxes she ate of it but you know it didn't stop there have you seen the scripture what did she do next so whatever you eat you share that is the strategy of continuity. The only problem, don't eat all, but once you eat it, you believe it, you are going to share the thing. And once you share it, the person you share it, if you have the stronger capacity than that person, that person will share it. This is how sin continues. It's a chain reaction. So it's share, I share. As you're sharing, these things you are sharing. You remember? These things you are sharing. There's God. So, if you keep sharing it, that's what's going to happen. I will show you. I'm not even going to rush the series. I will finish what God wants me to say. Amen. Amen. Genesis 4, verse 4. I showed you the first place in the Bible you started to see that sense of desire. Wanting to touch, have what God has said, this one, reserve it for me. Don't touch and have it. Genesis 4, verse 4. It says, Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Next verse, verse 5. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was what? Very angry and his countenance fell. Next verse, verse 6. So the Lord said to Cain, watch this now. He says, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen look at the response it says if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin lies at your door it says and its desire is for you 
but you should rule but you should rule over it what he's saying in other words that the desire of sin is to have you and what is sin sin is not only fornication sin is not only stealing sin is when you do and have and say or stay on the side of what God is not staying on its side that's sin so if you are believing something else that God does not believe that's sin so sin is not only classified under the Ten Commandments are you getting what I'm talking about there sin is bigger than just the Ten Commandments the Ten Commandments just only helped us to have a proportion of it to understand where it falls into but sin is bigger than that and so let me tell you something if God says that this is how I have made man and you believe otherwise you are sinning that's sin that's what the Bible says that if God calls all the sinner who will stand thanks be unto God though. thanks be unto Jesus because if God was really looking at sin today you might have done something the way you are even looking at me you are sinning against me because everybody will choose their own sin so why you look at me you are sinning to me so it will not be we will not be able to classify sins anymore but he said the plan of sin is to have you the plan of this thing going on it's a spirit let me tell you spiritually how you know spirits the pace of its fragrance tells you who is carrying it believe what I'm talking to you about the pace of its fragrance tells you who is carrying it next verse look at verse 8 look at what Cain said and Cain talked with Abel his brother uh, go to the verse 7 I'm looking for that part where he said am I my brother's keeper is it verse 6 of let me look for that when he said am I my brother's keeper when God asked him okay verse 9 then the Lord said to Cain okay he had killed his brother now and the Lord said to Cain he says where is your brother what he was trying to say there was the word brother there talks of blood right he was saying where is the person you ought to be a custodian of where is the person you ought to be watching over where is the person you ought to have an art connection with where is that person let me tell you something everyone every day of our lives God is asking us this question but look at Cain's response am I my brother's keeper this is where tribalism this is where racism this is where that sense of superiority that what, what, what do I have to do with him let him day day I day my day that sense of separation day your day I day my day this is where it all started from he said I do not know it means I don't care about him I don't care about his well-being I don't care about what he's doing I don't care about I'm supposed to be the one whose sacrifice is supposed to be collected from God I want to show you a scripture in the Bible that will fear you holy fear in the Bible there are several names of the devil several names of the devil Matthew chapter 9 verse 34 thank you Jesus let me tell you look at me everyone may we never have another tribal war in this country Amen. if you've read in the past let me explain something to you oh my goodness in the Bible there were what we call epic centers that brought about intro industrializations one of which is Babylon another one is Egypt if you go study those two you would understand that they are the commerce city of the nation at the time and just because of the political power that they have the commerce going on there the connection to water and land and all of those things and the human capital and the socio-economic capital that they have they are always a touch point of the devil every time 
because the way it is designed is that once it can enter into Babylon once it can enter into Egypt it can pass through the ends of the earth so the devil doesn't need to do anything in some states to get everything he wants to get he just needs to look for the commerce city and bury himself inside makes it spread amongst the people who have the voice of the media situated in that place spread it around then he gets the whole nation when you go, go and read your bible you will understand how these things operate and so when you are tweeting and you are instagramming you must understand that what is going down there is spiritual warfare spiritual warfare and you know what the warfare is for the seed including our children because if Nigeria burns up tomorrow and God forbid how many people would the plane take to Ghana if can 200 million people get to the airport how would we enter even bus to enter bus we cannot even enter a bus that is free for everybody to enter if five people want to enter a bus that is empty the five of them will they will fight to still enter an empty bus so we're dealing with a deeper spirit that spirit of superiority that spirit of i want to outpace nobody knows who is going to when jesus is going to come so i want to have more than you have you noticed if you drive in Lagos the moment you are driving and you want to trafficate to enter in front of the person the mistake you made is for you to trafficate if you have entered before no fight but the moment that trafficator what it's a spirit now, now you go to some part of the world they don't understand it they wait for you and that's why if you go outside Nigeria they feel like Nigerians are too aggressive it's like that sense of competition that sense guess what it was brought into us by colonial masters and divided us but here is the thing that the church didn't do some people sat with their youngs discipleship and told them you have the right to rulership you have the, the continuity pattern occurred who is mediating upon our own works and so when we tell church people come for discipleship they feel they know so they will not come then how do we have the time to reorientate to reconfigure that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him you are neither male or female before God you are one and where do we have the time to do that but it's about the war of who has the biggest church it's the war of who who is going to share the next biggest testimony when one policy of a government can stop every big policy or big money you think you have in your bank account we all had money in our bank accounts we couldn't put it out that's to tell you the power of governance, the power of government, and the very thing we are joking about. <laughs> Let me tell you what. The president of a nation, the, the, the commander-in-chief of a nation is a powerful force. Do you know what it means for Nigeria to have a, a commander-in-chief? And that means that they can make a decree and that's it and so all the policies all the all the things we're just running out of skeleton for one policy will keep us at home for five weeks and nothing's gonna happen in America an executive order nothing's gonna happen look at what the Bible talks about the devil he says but the Pharisees said talking about Jesus he says he cast out demons s by what the ruler the what so we if we open Ephesians 6 for wrestling us against flesh and blood you find out that there are different classification of the demonic activities all right it says for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but what if you read triumphant church i want to encourage you to go read that book by kenneth hagen triumphant church you would understand how demons and demonologies and the classifications of spiritual wickedness and how all of these things operates that there is the devil and his cohorts and so we have what we call principalities we have what we call powers we have what we call the rulers of darkness against this age and then we have the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places the four classifications 
But you see, the chief host, which is the devil, go back to that previous scripture, which is the Matthew, has his boys. He has his boys. The boys there are the demons. It's just like a man who has 50 children. I wonder, the, the man that has, a, that has 50 children, let us assume a man has 50 children. If you have 50 children, you can send one to go and buy food for you. You can send one to come and bring your slippers, even if you are sitting very close to the slippers. Because you have them to, are you getting what I'm saying? To move around. It's the same way the devil has boys. It's not working alone. It's just that it's not a Liverpool fan. <laughs> but it's not working alone. He has boys that perpetuate his work. And one of the spirit of this age is racism and tribalism. And they are wicked hosts that ensures that that agenda is being perpetuated. It's like every of them amongst his boys, they have a headquarter, they have a secretariat, they have a file, and they do quarterly reports. How many grounds have you gained? How many people have you converted? You know, the Bible says the devil knows his time is short. So every time he's watching time to ensure that he does the things he needs to do quickly. It is believers that use time as they like, oh. They just use time. They don't see what time. They don't know that time is a resource given to you by God. So he still what he looks at his own time to get his things done. The ruler. So one of the things that this demonic spirit does is to introduce strife. Is to introduce destructions. Is to introduce divisions. To ensure that the seed capital of a problem of a nation would bother around tribalism, bigotry, and racism. And once I can keep them fighting that for the rest of their life, they're never going to have their time to focus on industrialization and coming away from darkness. And so you find out that the reason why the person who is supposed to sign the power energy of Nigeria to ensure that we have energy and light is just because that person there is an Awusa guy and the other guy who is supposed to lobby his way to ensure that that document is signed is an Igbo guy who will say, I can never go and talk to an Awusa guy. Why would I talk to him? He disrespects me. So everybody will live in pain. And that's why the Bible says, when the wicked rules, the nation perishes. Everybody will be in pain. Think about it for a moment. Just think about it for a moment. I want you to journey your thoughts a bit. Can you think about the things we might have been deprived of as a nation, unknown to us, in the realms of decisions, of affairs, of this nation, just because of this tribalism? Think about how many schools, how many out-of-home children do we have? Think about how many hospitals has not been built. Think about how many doctors has been removed away. People who have the skill set to operate certain sicknesses has been removed away to put in somewhere. Are you getting what I'm talking about? The people who are supposed to be in certain places helping people, they've removed them, transferred them to a place that those kind of sickness don't exist. Why? Because the chief medical officer is angry that why will a Yoruba man be talking to me like that? Remove him, give him transfer letter, let him go to uh, Ikire and let him see if he can be operating with them there. And then a generation who has, who needs what that man has is deprived because of self. Jesus said, accept a word of green, falls to the grass and dies. That's why the prayer you must pray every day of your life. God, conquer me. Because you never know what you can do based on your subconscious to deprive a generation. The power of your subconscious. You never know what you can do. I don't have so much time anymore, but Second Timothy, let's show us some end time, signs of the end time. 
I want to give out this jacket to somebody. Bobby, come and take. It's not partiality. You just stood with his head was shining like the sun. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Let's keep going because of time. Second Timothy chapter three and verse one to five. The Bible says, oh my goodness. It says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Another verse of scripture says, My people err because of their leaders. My people err. Sometimes people don't even know how to respond or what to think. You know the concept of influencers in marketing communication, there are different aspects of marketing comms. We have advertising, uh, we have public relations, we have experiential, and the likes. And 2000, in the millennial year, 2000 and so, there was an introduction of a new kind, which was influencer marketing. Influencer marketing's concept was that brands realized that the easiest way to influence consumers' behavior is to use people who they look up to to sell products to them. And so that was where the whole concept of influencer marketing came. And what's the idea of that? That if I want to sell you, you know, a sneakers, I just need to get you your idol, somebody who you believe, who you like, who you think like, who you want to be like, aspirational, get him to wear the sneakers, and you're likely to get the sneakers too. So the devil knows that aspiration in this generation equals conversion. Write it down aspiration is conversion and so all I need to do is to get people to be inspired by a kind of person who they do not know the subconscious because you see you cannot understand the subconscious of a man except the man talks and so there are people people follow you don't understand their subconscious you don't understand what is driving them and just because there is some sense of aspiration whatever you say they believe so I can convert more people by getting them to aspire, to perspire, to despire, and to transpire. Go and check history. And I want everybody, I did that today, yesterday as well. Go and check it. In Germany, in Nigeria, the things that caused war were the very unlikely things that everyone would think would cause war. You saw what happened with NSAS. Thank God for the kind of people we are as Nigerians. We are angry but calm. Oh yeah, that's why they can take us for granted sometimes. We're angry and calm people, but you see, that's not where I'm going to. But you can do that with the Arabians, the Emiratis, can do that now you understand the way that thought pattern is war can happen by the comment or the action or the reaction of a people and guess what it only takes one demon to enter into the soul of somebody guess what unfortunately the church keeps silent but that's not what I've been called to do my calling is to teach and speak anyway that's not for today so we know what we are really dealing with it's eating deeper to the fiber of the being of this country 
people have said if we didn't have ethnic issues as a country we would have moved forward I agree oh yeah 100% ethnic issues the sense of superiority but let me put this a little bit down for us so that we can take it on think about what I'm about to say to you could it be that you are tribalistic even though you say hallelujah amen not because of your church member or the person seated next to you right now because you know you are almost of the same social class but could it be that you are tribalistic to your gate man could it be you are tribalistic to your driver could it be that you are tribalistic to your housemate, your nanny could it be? Because you're likely not to be tribalistic to somebody who is very close to you. Because if you abuse them, they will abuse their own. The devil comes for the heart. Once he can rent the heart, he can get the mouth. Glory to God. I shared a scripture. What scripture was that? Okay, I need to close now. What? All right, let's look at Second Timothy. And let's look at the signs of the last days. What would happen in the last days? It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. Next verse. I want you to read this verse for me. One, two, ready? You read. Number one. Number one, that's number one. Number one is that men will love themselves more than anybody else. Number one, self would be the first point of calling that Jesus Christ is coming back. The heighten of the word self, self, myself, me, me, that's self. Let me say something very deep here. Jesus came with a gospel, the gospel to kill self. If you're not going to take your cross, you are not worthy to follow me, Jesus says. And so, really, the gospel we are talking about, that the gospel is too good to be true, is actually the gospel of killing yourself so that you can gain yourself. Because nobody who is willing to be alive must die first. You must die first to be alive. Listen, in the system of the spiritual, in the system of the, of the kingdom of God, we lead by following. It's a different, it's a different system. We receive by giving. It's always opposite. Go check it. When Jesus came and says, the kingdom of God is at hand, he was talking about a new way of operation. In the system, you get more money by keeping. In the system of God, you get more money and get more things by scattering, by giving. In the system of God, you, are you going to say, if you, you are alive by dying. In the system of this world, you are alive by being alive. Go and look at what Jesus is saying. He says, you want to be the greatest? Okay, then you be the follower. In the system of Jesus, you want to be the leader? You have to be the follower first. Jesus said, who is going to commit to you when you have not been faithful in another man? So the oppression of Jesus is very different. It's the kingdom of sacrifice. The gospel of sacrifice. And because we no longer hear that whole rugged cross message, we no longer hear that Jesus is coming soon again. We no longer hear that, will you be ready when the Lord shall come? So it's now self. And unfortunately, we've added some curriculums in the Christian theology that propagates that self, selfish, 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 selfishness that it heightens so much that when we are even being tribalistic, bigotry statements coming out of our lips, we don't even know it. We cover it with words like, I love you, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Should I give you a little bit of insight? When they were killing in Borneo and all the likes, did you pray to God for help for them? Don't answer me. What was your thinking? Thank God they are not in Lagos. Self. You see that many of us, we are in the same thing we are attacking. We are in the very same thing we are attacking. Thank God they are not here. At least we are safe self no man having put his hand to the plow and looks back his feet for the kingdom of God Jesus says 
Okay, I have to close now. It says, man, we love ourselves. Let's look at the next one. Number two is what? Number three. Number four. Number five. Number six. Number seven. Number eight. Number nine. Next verse. Without self-control. Brutal. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than You know when he said lovers of pleasure What was he saying here? Let me leave that one for you He was saying that Lovers of pleasure Rather than lovers of sacrifice Because when you think of God It's sacrifice So the lovers of pleasure There's not lovers of I'm not one of them I love God No He was talking about Being a lover of sacrifice what is the high point of Abraham's life? Sacrifice. So you can't say you are a lover of God if you don't love, if you don't love sacrifice. You don't love to sacrifice yourself to things. <laughs> Let's read the Bible well. Though. You know, there's a difference when you read a whole book and you read the summary part of the book. The summary part says, is that all that there is in this book? That's what many of us have been doing with our Christian work. We have been re- reading the summarized parts of the word that really opening the Bible to really say, what was Jesus saying when he was saying these things? Jesus told somebody who just, whose father just died. Think about this. So if we say that now in church now, all of you will counsel me. Somebody, papa, just died. He called me, Jesus said, are they come? Are they come? Make I quickly just go bury my papa. I will come follow you. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. You come and follow me. You saw a rich man. Can you imagine? Rich man. Just maybe Elon Musk comes to me now. Rich. Then he said, I've done everything. He said, go and sell everything that you have and follow me. And I've heard once that the son of man has no place to lay his head. <laughs> I, should say, I should say everything. Then follow you. Where, where may I go put my head? You won't pay tax. You first said me go open mouth of fish. Ah, you know. The guy walked away sober. Because he knew he thought of the sacrifice of forsaking his whole experience of his life to following somebody, but he didn't remember that there are treasures unknown to man in Christ. This gospel is different from what we are talking about here. Let me tell you something. The law of greatness, number one, write it down. Die to yourself. The law of greatness. And let me tell you what. Nobody can stab you that stab of dying than Jesus himself. He's the only one that has the authorized spear or knife or sword take it and raise you back. Let me run quickly. Matthew chapter 24 verse 7. Matthew 24 7. Thank you Jesus. Have you been blessed this evening? Alright. Matthew 27, 24 verse 20. For nation will rise against nations. Look at this. It says kingdom. Why did he use nations against nations and kingdoms against kingdom? Have you thought about it? Because many times when we read this kingdom part, what we think about is nations again. So when you say, this is would have been tautology because you can't say nations against nations and nations against nations. When he talks about kingdom, the way the kingdom is used in those days, we have the Roman kingdom, we have the Egyptian kingdom. So usually kingdoms are almost situated around each other. So there is what we call the Yoruba kingdom, there is what we call the Awusa kingdom, and there is what we call the Igbo kingdom. So what he's saying that is that this point you would have the one where nations will fight against nations but the another part B which would be that nations themselves will be fighting themselves, which will now be a tribal issue, tribal warfare, and tribal challenges. That's what he's talking about. He says when you begin to see all of these things, the end time is here. 
Are you getting it? And you know that nations don't just fight. Tribes don't just fight. Something causes the fight. And it's always around words. I senior you. Na lie. Na me senior you. I get right. You, you know, get right. <coughs> Amen. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Oh, wow. Okay, I, I, I'm going to have to continue this teaching. First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. It says, now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some would depart from what? So, talk to me. Some would depart from what? Giving it to what? And doctrines of what? Demons. What I said earlier. Some would depart from the faith. People have been on the, online for the past few days. And it's a shame. Pathetic. Sad. To see how people will choose their belief over their faith. To see how people will choose tribes and race against the word. To see how people will denounce each other just because of what? And you know the one that bewilders me the most? are believers that you expect much from sharing a perspective but when you read it through they are saying something louder in their ignorance than what they are saying itself to us so you can say yes Jesus loves all of us but really and truly nobody is this this people chefs you have their way why are they divisive statements by believers Forgetting their faith, Esau, for a morsel of meat. And unfortunately, some people have sold their generations just because of position that is temporal. Let me just say this here. If you're here today and you are called to government, listen to this kingdom advice. Think posterity. Think your children, children. Money is like wind. It will come and go. No matter how rich anybody is, there's a man who died in this nation. Had airplanes. Very wealthy man. But unfortunately, I've never seen a place where they take a Rolls Royce car and bury with a dead man. I've never seen a place where they go and pack one billion dollars and bury with a dead man. comes as ashes it dies as ashes but what will remain is legacy and so some people just forget legacy in the process of being in power I'll do everything to get there then I'll find a way to correct it the new I'm speaking to a generation and I'm speaking to the future leaders of this country right in front of me this evening are future leaders of this great nation Nigeria in this boot camp of this supernatural army I'm speaking to your spirits to let you know that you must defend the faith stand on your truth and the belief let me take that back not on your truth on the truth of God's word and so that we would not give heed to divisive spirits and doctrines of demons take these two scriptures Leviticus 19.34 Leviticus 19.34 and Galatians chapter 3 and verse 28 Leviticus 19.24 Galatians 3.28 let's start with Leviticus 1 first Leviticus first 34 I said 34 not 24 34 everyone let's read this together and we'll just close with this scripture then we'll continue next week. just the scripture 1, 2, 3 go
You understand the scripture? Read it again. One, two, three, go. One more time. One, two, three, go. In the new, we believe in oneness, which is the word of the Lord. It says, faith will disappear. Hope will fade away. But love never fails. Let's truly be the love that the scripture has called us to be. Let's radiate that love everywhere. Let's be united. Like my t-shirt says, it's oneness of a tribe. Father Lord, we thank you for settling this word in the spirit of your people. And we come against an attack in the name of the Lord Jesus, as we join our hands together all over this room, we attack that foul spirit pacing around this nation to build an edifice of strife, of disloyalty, of war, of paganism, of pain, of hatred. We stand against it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we accuse those voices perpetuating the plan of the wicked one. We declare those voices disappears right now. And we declare right there, right now, let there be peace upon the land. Let the air that this wind of the demonic spirit brings in. We cleanse it all right now with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we declare the name of Jesus. Jesus rules in this nation. Jesus rules in this nation. The peace of the Lord rules in this nation. Thank you, Father, for it's a new day and a new season. And a generation will not err. A generation will not be compromised. A generation will not be taken away from the path of God. The plans and the purpose for this generation that will bet the new Nigeria that God has told us and shown us the division of the enemy to destroy that will not stand. Amen. Thank you, Father, for oneness and peace. And unity and oneness over tribes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence. We are the new.